0: Sitting down with my good friend Big E, uh, Eric Yamashita. Big, when 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 did that come about? Big E,
1: um, twenty five years ago maybe.
0: Twenty. So you have been in the bodybuilding fitness industry, health and wellness industry for even longer.
1: Since eighty six.
0: No way. Do the math. That's a long time. (laughs) You got to ask me to do the math. That's a long time. Public high school. Um, eighty six. When when was your first uh
1: competition? So I graduated in 84, uh-huh. I weighed 95 pounds soaking wet. Couldn't even wear an adult small shirt. And just mm. and I had a coach uh-huh. from Texas, his name was LJ Clayton. And he was a wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles, and he, he was PE teacher at my school, and he's the one who inspired hmm. me. He's like, Yo you're probably not gonna get tall. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> get big. And he was honest, but he was the right. but he was like he was the spark. He's a you know, he was like a 210-pound black wide receiver, and to me I was the biggest guy I've ever seen in my life. So he inspired me there to start. Wow. Yeah.
0: Wait, what high school did you go to that you, get a, you had a PE teacher like that?
1: Hawaii Baptist Academy. Wow. Yeah. Okay, there, that explains H-B-A. it. HBA. Wow. It stands for Hawaii's Best Agent. <laughs> <laughs> <And, were> <laughs> <I>,
0: Hawaii's Best Agent. <laughs> right about that one. You, so you have this NFL player as, as a PE teacher. Now, did you know prior to that, that, that was the spark that was like, man, I, I, I got I to gotta get in this fitness industry?
1: No, I just thought I wanted to get bigger. I'm not gonna get taller. I said I better have nice body because that's how you get the girls. So let's be honest. <laughs> you know, what I mean, thought. guys wanted cars. I figured after a while the cars so much, but if you if you get out of the car, you gotta have a nice <laughs> body. I, I mean, when it's you're 16, 17, that's the look yeah. at the
0: foresight thinking already mm-hmm. in high yeah. school. Yeah. Uh, if you're joining us, uh, welcome to Culturize. This is Eric Yamashita. Uh, let's see, uh, bodybuilding pro, fitness trainer, health and wellness coach. You do everything, but uh, of course we're a cultured show so. We're going to present you with a lay, but the CDC says we have to do it this way. Okay. That's how you give lays now. It's, it's, it's all you. Thank you, brother, for Thank being you. here. Thank you for your nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Around your neck, where they're supposed okay. to be. Um, bodybuilding. What was what was first? Was it just when, when, when PE teacher says, listen, you're not going to be this, but we're going to get you here. Uh, was that the spark? Was it like. Honestly? Yeah.
1: And then I just, I, I was too small to play football. Uh-huh. I actually played volleyball, which is back row. Yeah, amazing. I wrestled, which is the automatic. That's yeah. And then I just started working out. And I realized this is something that wasn't a team sport. This is something I could do pretty good, and mm. it just kind of kicked in. And you know,
0: that was high school. Right. Who was there? Any of your friends doing that? Was it? Was that? Or was that just you? Like you just picked that up? It was me and I started reading. In fact,
1: there was no internet. So yeah. It's just you know, internet's not till '91. This is '84. Reading the magazines. And then I lived in Wapahoo, so I went to the what? The Spa, Spa Fitness no Center in Wapahoo and joined because I was going to Learwood Community uh-huh. College, you know, because that's the echelon of education. <laughs> so I, you know, went that to, explains <laughs> it. I went to Spa Fitness and I was sold. It was like a dollar down, 10 bucks a month, 15 bucks a month. And then I realized that, you know, before, after school, I could go and train. And then a couple guys befriended me and I just, I spent all my time just going to school and, and working at the gym. And then they, they gave me a job and I thought that's like the dream job to work in a gym. So that was like maybe 86. Wow. And ever since then, I've been, I've been working in the gym industry since 86. <sighs> yeah.
0: And you say HBA, Hawaii's best Asians, ethnic background.
1: Uh, my dad is half Japanese, uh-huh. half Chinese, so they said he was Korean. <laughs> is, that, is that how it happens? Yeah, he grew up in Cali. He went to Farrington. My mom is from uh, Long Island, New York. Wow. Yeah, she's uh, English, Scottish, Welsh.
0: So all those, growing up in the household, okay, we're going to go back a little Growing up, was was the it was culture, Japanese culture, Asian culture, uh, New York culture, was was that in, no. in the household or is it just more just local?
1: Pretty. We grew up in Wapahu. We lived in uh-huh. a cul-de-sac. So our neighbor was Filipino. The next name uh-huh. was Hawaiian, Chinese. They had a Hulu studio, Japanese, Portuguese. So it was very diverse. My mom was the only Caucasian white lady in the neighborhood. Wow. But fortunately, when my, my mom and dad started dating, uh-huh. my dad's mom was Chinese. So back in that day, right. we don't call it, it, wasn't racist. It just, <laughs> you wanted that dominant race. You wanted my yes. dad to only date Chinese girls. Uh, but my white mom in there, my grandma didn't talk to my mom at all. So I developed this thing where my mom would go to my grandma's uh, house every Thursday and she would teach her how to cook. My grandma wouldn't talk to my mom at all because it was a test. Yeah. My mom learned how to cook local food. Then they, she passed the test and they got married. So my mom was already te- learning local food by the time uh, we grew up. My dad was Grew up in Kalihi, but that was like you know kimchi sandwich and spam and <laughs> rice. So there was no like there was no dominant Chinese uh-huh. or dominant Japanese. It was more of a local homage. Which is
0: which is actually it's a good mix because now you you kind of understand where where there were there things from your childhood that that uh, traditional wise from 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 any side of the the ethnicities that you have that that were in the household that you remember you know like i always i always bring this up like you know hawaii's like oh you don't whistle at night or were there things that your parents or even your grandparents taught you like hey this this is
1: not i mean not really so weird like i said my mom was the only Uh caucasian Uh Holly in the neighborhood so and she was a teacher so our house was the hub for the neighborhood because my mom was the teacher. So there's always oh, board games and structured things. Nice. Um, everybody else, you know, they were eating um, spaghettios and TV <laughs> dinners, and, and we. So my mom, and my parents became health nuts before Whole Foods. Wow. So we ate healthy food. We we didn't eat meat. We ate tofu and we had a, you know, compost pile. So it was kind of a strange. Wow, they were ahead of the game. And my dad was a cop, so he was a local guy, uh-huh. but then he ate brown bread and. I just felt like that was terrible. So shame we eat broad <laughs> bread, no more white rice, you know. But
0: uh, it, it's, it's now I see it, right? I see it because you've brought that in. But uh, we're sitting down with Culturize, uh, talking with Biggie, Eric Yamashita, uh, fitness trainer, bodybuilding pro, health and well. And, and now we just figured out that it's been in his uh, genetics for a long time. This is Culturize. Bringing you what matters. Viewers can receive the Star Advertiser digital full access subscription for just $9.95 per month. Go to StarAdvertiser.com and click on subscribe. Use the code thing. Aloha Termite and Pest Control, your local and leading pest and termite control solution in the state. Always providing you superior service with aloha. Sitting down with Eric Yamashita, and um, I-, I love this the, what you're in right now, the field you're in, in your adult life, uh, it was... Un- now, did you know, did you know, we're, we're, as we talk about your parents were, were health nuts? That, that's what we called them back in the day. Yeah. Right? oh, you guys are health nuts. Did you know that was gonna be a part of your adult life? Or is that something you just kinda like, when you started to get into the health and wellness and fitness industry, you're like, shoot, that's what my parents... No,
1: because growing up in Waipaho, was very local, Manapua man. And we were, my mom was <laughs> baking brown bread. And wow. brown rice, which nobody ate, so I wanted to do everything opposite. As uh, soon as I moved out, I got a big screen TV, and I ate everything junk food, everything processed. <laughs> you mac so, yeah. and cheese. But then, it, yeah, it slowly evolved, and the, the gym kind of kicked in. And you know.
0: I, I'm so and, and your your parents so health food compost pile. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm tripping up because their foresight at the time, and, yeah. and that, that wasn't a big thing. Um, so they were they were kind of the OGs of of this whole what do you call it? This whole health kick that everybody's doing. Uh, they were also part of um, some businesses in Hawaii. Yeah. Uh, so you, uh, Kokua co what were they called?
1: It Ko- was, Ko- um, I think it was called Kokua Co-op. I don't know if you, if you look back, back in the day, there was mm. a thing called the Crater Festival. Yeah. So we used to go to the Crater Festival. Super duper hippie. You, you were- shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they started that. That was like, it's very wow. 70s kind of thing. So just like the movies. And so my parents, with a bunch of people, started, I think, a $100 buy-in, and they had a Kokua Foods Co-op. Wow. So I think it was pretty much on P.E. Koi.
0: Cool. The one by UH, right? Yeah, it's, it's there now, but yeah.
1: before it was on Peekoi where the old Tar Records used to be a long, long time ago.
0: And it was just health foods. Where you could,
1: and it's kind of like a member-based thing. Uh-huh. Like, and then you go in and you buy a bag of dates and, and spirulina and tofu. It was just it's strange. And I hated it. But So they, they, had,
0: they had the concept of Costco
1: yeah. right, in their
0: head, <laughs> membership gro- shopping. They had the, the concept of health and wellness. What, like today, they got down-to-earth Whole Foods and they, they had that concept. Uh, they created the Cocoa Club. And... At what point did you realize, or or did you even realize, "Wow, I'm in this health and fitness industry"? Thank my parents because they established that. Was that like subconsciously in the back of your mind, nutrition? Oh,
1: for sure. Yeah, I mean, then I realized that all the stuff they taught me. Here I am. People saying, "Oh, this is the new thing," and I've been, been, yeah, (laughs) I've been inundated with that my whole life, right? So my parents always laugh, like, oh, you went to Whole Foods, yeah? How's that, super expensive. We've been doing that, remember back so, in, when you see, were 10 and you thought it was hilarious? And
0: So yeah. it is, it's funny. I always think it's funny when, when people are like, oh yeah, this diet and that diet, mm-hmm. Let me tell you what they were doing in the 80s, right? Uh, what, at what point, uh, when you got started uh, in the gym, right, that PE teacher motivated you, you got, you got that subconscious knowledge of your parents uh, eating healthy, when did you decide that, wow, I, there's, I can compete? I want, to, I want to try and go into bodybuilding.
1: I guess, like I said, after high school, I was 95 pounds, and I started gaining weight and getting into it. Because I worked in the gym, so uh-huh. you're surrounded by all these. guys, has got Tony Tacklon and Jack Wright. They were like the oh. bodybuilders in Hawaii in the 80s. So I'm just surrounded by those guys. So like, oh, you got to work out and do this, and that's all you do, right? So mm-hmm. you go to school. Um, and then everybody else competed. So that was the kind of the thing to do. And I, I gained maybe like 10 pounds, which on my frame was a lot. So I right. think, like, oh, a big body now. Right. like Let's try this uh-huh. out and and that was the that was the the start how how
0: old were you at the time when you were like your first your first maybe competition 21 wow yeah 2022 20, so you were training from high school yep. so you you were putting on some size you were putting on some weight mm-hmm. how hard was it um see today we always hear people like oh i got to lose weight i got to lose weight how hard is it harder to lose or gain i think it's the same
1: yeah yeah cuz you have yeah, i have clients who are hard gainers they want to gain mm-hmm. weight and it's very very difficult cuz their metabolism at a certain point And i have clients who are you know Maybe they want to lose weight and their metabolism is a certain way. So I think it's about the same. Yeah.
0: So that, that whole, your whole goal was, was just to gain weight, and get bigger, uh, increase muscle. 21 years old. First, comp, what competition was it?
1: The Hawaiian Classic at the Ilikai. Wow. wow. At the Ilikai in 1987. Wow. Yeah. How, how'd you do? So I, I think I got up to like 100, maybe 20 pounds or 21 pounds. And I died it down to about 114 or 115. Okay. But the weight class was 155. So I've given up forty pounds. And it's novice. So that means you didn't enter right. before. So I entered the show, I'm the smallest guy, there's nine guys. Uh-huh. I got second and I won best poser. No way. So for me it was like winning the Olympics. Yeah. I mean like, you know, I'd never won anything before in high school. So all of a sudden I'm in this manly sport. I get second out of all these huge guys in my, you know, in my I was and people were, Shouting my right. name and screaming. I'm like, this is so, this is unbelievable. Yeah. So you
0: were you were coming in 40 pounds already, 155, and you're you're walking in 114, at- 114, 115. 114, 115. Um, did that, you, after that, were you just like, I can do this? Oh, I'm gonna do all these other companies. I was fired up.
1: Yeah, that was the spark for sure.
0: If you're joining us on YouTube, uh, don't forget uh, some comments down below. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, we're sitting down talking uh, fitness culture, uh, health, wellness uh, with Hawaii's uh, trainer, Eric Yamashita. That's all right here on Culture Rise. Don't forget, check out our website as well, culturerise.com. 21 years old, first bodybuilding competition, mentally did you how is that going into company not a lot of people realize the mental side of, of, of bodybuilding especially when you know you're walking in to a class of guys on stage that are that are average 155 yeah. right and which you said 40 pounds over um what how what is it like mentally preparing for that just that part knowing that everybody is this weight and you're walking
1: in here I guess I didn't care. The people I surrounded myself I like was, they never treated me like I, like I was a God. smaller guy, right. Right? So I always walked out with guys who were bigger, or older, mm-hmm. or stronger, so that way I learned. Um, the level was always pushed. So the bigger the guys, the stronger the guys, I'm always reaching to be higher. So those guys gave me a lot of positive reinforcement, mm-hmm. and I just nice. didn't really think about, they right. didn't have the internet, so you didn't really worry about yeah. other people. My parents and that per- coach, they uh-huh. said, you know, you gotta do the best you can for who you are. So, but I guess my confidence was high back then. I, I wasn't even thinking about winning, I was just thinking about doing well and mm. seeing, you know, and then when I got a taste of victory, I got a taste. Yeah. Yes. yeah.
0: That, yeah. And so what, once you finished that, what was, the, what was the next competition
1: after that? Uh, the next year I did the 50th State Open. was at the Sheraton. So basically they had a – so I moved up from novice to the open class. Whoa. And they had this international show that this lady, Cindy Chang, would bring in. Mm-hmm. Different countries would come and bring teams like Olympics. Yeah. It was in 1989. So, 19.
0: so what do you have to do? So like you went novice to go – do you have to – you have to win so much? You have to win uh, top three, or how yeah, does that work? Yeah,
1: back then, it was like, if you make the top three, then you get to go to the open class. I mean. Yeah.
0: What, um, was, what was tougher, novice or open?
1: Oh, open, for sure. Yeah, because you have guys who have been competing for a long time in the uh, open class, yeah.
0: So you came on the scene, guys were just like, who, who's this kid?
1: Yeah, it right? was a kid, totally, yeah. I, looked, I was 21, I looked like I was 14. No yeah. way, but just just yo. Yeah, I mean, I had hair, you know, so I don't have hair. <laughs> and I was tan, but, but I mean, I wasn't really big, but I was really shredded. Yeah, so back then, a lot of guys were big, but not that lean.
0: I was so again, I you were ahead of the game in that too. You yeah. back then, it was everybody tried to be as big as possible, no. tried to get as lean as possible. But you walk on stage, and people are like, "Can you even get that lean? Like like paper thin skin, uh, just shredded." Was that part of the diet? It, it,
1: yeah, I think from the beginning, I was able to turn it on and turn it off. So like I just ate whatever I wanted. Once I started dieting, I didn't cheat. I did my, you know, every day I did everything focused. I, I followed whatever the guys in the gym told me, because mm-hmm. that's all you had back mm-hmm. then. Like I said, no internet. Um, in the beginning of my diet, this is my diet, three, two or three lean cuisines, uh-huh. spaghetti. Because it was Serious? 290 calories, because I didn't know lean- the, the, yeah. In the freezer section. Yeah, 290 section. calories, because I figured i needed need about 1,000 calories. So I have two or three of those, uh-huh. and a bagel, apple, and sometimes I'd have tuna, chicken at night, and Diet Cokes. It- and here we are trying to, trying to yeah. get all fancy right. with and you, lean cuisine. Because it was a deficit. The whole thing about right. f- diets and nutrition is you have to be at a deficit. So if you had uh. a deficit, you burn calories, yeah. right? So I was at a deficit not knowing any better. Uh-huh. And back then in this 87, the cardio machines weren't as advanced they are now. So I'm so short, I didn't fit half the machines. Uh, uh, so I'd have to go run and make my own. Yeah, so I mean, it was just a ba- ba- hodgepodge thing, but it worked for me and then I just from, evolved from there.
0: Do, with that said, would you would you recommend lean cuisine today, or is that would see? I think about it like it's still processed, right? To, just some, to some extent, some point. right? Yeah. yeah,
1: but what's not processed nowadays. That's they, true.
0: Yeah. Um, but if 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 a client was like, "Hey, I I do lean cuisines," w- would you be like, "Ah, we no, got to remember I,
1: now, bodybuilding is for a look, right? Health is a whole different thing.
0: Ah, bodybuilding that, is
1: not necessarily healthy. It's just for a look. It's very superficial." I like that
0: you said that yeah. because yeah. I was just gonna. <laughs> you just read my mind. No. So body aesthetics, purely aesthetics. Do anything you possibly can right. for it. Um, uh, w- but but you were you were a healthy bodybuilder, yeah. More, uh, compared to others, right? Yeah. Right? Because you were eating properly mm-hmm. and you know what to eat. Uh, would you recommend that today to bodybuilders? Like you just hey, make your inside healthy. Yeah. Because I, I we had conversations about that before. It's like hey, your your outside looks good. Yeah. What about your inside? Is is that part of your training? Well, that today? goes for everything. I mean. Mm.
1: Just because you're happy on Instagram doesn't mean you're happy inside, right? So, same thing. I like So, I mean, it. like, I'm, I'll be 55 this year, so I've really been pushing what? In, yeah, internal wellness with people. Uh-huh. So, what you put in, your body uses, you know, like, to process. That's your fuel. So, you have to make sure the insides are good. It doesn't matter if your skin is fantastic, mm-hmm. if your guts are really, really bad inside. So, the more and more I'm dealing with people, they're dealing with digestive issues uh-huh. and, you know, certain kind of things and immunity stuff and, and aller- allergies like that. So, the inside got to be just as good as the outside.
0: How many competitions have you done so far?
1: 29.
0: 29? Yeah. Wow. Are you, are you still. So you're not year retired, was, are you? I was
1: thinking maybe we're going to do one more shot at 55. Nice. But I have sciatica recently, uh-huh. and I just got so much stuff going on right now. So the priorities, you know, when you're single, it's at the top. Now I have, you know, I have a wonderful wife, a son, I have mm-hmm. a couple businesses. I, my parents are getting older, so I'm realizing that it's not the highest priority. It's very, for me, but bodybuilding is a very selfish sport. It's not uh-huh. really a team sport. So I have to, I'm kind of weighing both out. So, I mean, it can always wait.
0: And you've done 29 bodybuilding competitions. You're still going, right? Uh-huh. Uh, when, when did you start training clients? When, when did you think to yourself, and, and, and this is the mindset, was it a give back because now you had this knowledge you wanted to share it with other people? Mm-hmm. Or was the initial thought business? What was it first?
1: I was training people in the early nineties at mm-hmm. the gym on South Street and Oh just, the gym. Yeah, just helping Man. people out because, because the more I learn, people like, oh mm-hmm. what do you do? So I just wanted to share. Right. And I think when you teach, you learn it mm-hmm. twice, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was just doing that, I realized that. Um, and then of course I'm young, so I, mm-hmm. it's a good way to meet girls. Right. You go to See the club, that? like, oh what's you do? I'm a trainer. Really? <laughs> I was trainer, oh, what's your number? <laughs> Boom that it was, was the day that was, was yeah if, it was it was not hard
0: i mean that's the honest truth if you guys ever seen i would it, and I'll. this is going to sound really creepy but i remember seeing you in the gym and you, you like you were magnetic right um even even like dude dudes are like they just walk up to you and be like hey that's biggie that's yeah, biggie um and they would just start asking you questions yeah. and but then at the same time i'm thinking man that question just turned into 30 minutes of his workout yeah, right yeah. um so you started training clients, this, you know, 80s, 90s, at what point did you realize, because we're talking about health and wellness, and, and I love the fact that you just said bodybuilding is is for aesthetics, and, and health and wellness, it's totally different. Mm-hmm. When did you start initiating that into your entire program?
1: Like, so 93, full body? 93, I started, uh, 92, 93, I started training people for money. Uh-huh and I was working at the hyatt right so I, I just realized that this is a good thing but I didn't want to do it full-time right. so I was doing it on the side mm-hmm. and then it just totally it, it evolved into 2000, uh, 2000 I started full-time c- quit all my jobs and started a legal training business
0: and and that's and it's it's a pretty intense thing Is is it you've been doing it for so long there's not a lot of trainers that that survive yeah. in, in in this industry um, and I know there's a lot of factors in it but when did you okay, so you started training them, of course, for f- the physical aspect uh did you start incorporating at the same time when you started your business? okay, this is you gotta eat well, you gotta do this because today, like you said it's 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 a holistic thing, is that how you train as well now?
1: Well, we were but talking before now, the buzzword is wellness right. and life coaching mm-hmm. I was doing that twenty five years ago right. it just wasn't called life coaching
0: that's and yeah. and with that, so the the, the positivity when I w- when I would see you in the gym, and you would always you'd walk in the gym, and you could be across the gym, and, and Biggie would yell. I, I remember always, and and I love that you would just yell, "I got it!" <laughs> How about <much> you bench? <laughs> right? And and it was that positivity that you have through everything that you've you've learned and you've trained, stemming all the way from your PE uh, teacher. But I like to call it. You are now getting into this whole. I don't want to say new. You're just rehashing or, or, or reminding people about this. I like to call it the culture of positivity.
1: I try to live it, and I mean, like I always tell people. Going back a little bit, I think there's good personal trainers and uh-huh. there's good businessmen. Mm-hmm. And I learned from the beginning. I went to this this convention in San Diego like 15, 16 years ago, and he said you need to be both. So there's people who are really good trainers, uh-huh. but they're terrible with their money and they're terrible uh-huh. with their people. So there's people that really have good PR skills, but uh-huh. they don't run a business. And there's people who are great businessmen, uh-huh. but they're not good trainers. Mm-hmm. So I tried my best to be both because the personal training that comes easy to me and uh-huh. the people skills, the talking, the uh-huh. while out is super easy for yeah. me. The business part is easy for me too, but you have to do both. You have to have a balance. So if you want longevity, then you have to have both. Yeah. So
0: this, and I, I, this culture of positivity, um, is, it, is it when you're training a client, what percentage is more... Psychological because you're there with them, and what, what percentage is more motivating than actually physically showing them what
1: to do? Oh, 70 80 percent. Wow, yeah. I have so I have a lot of clients that are elderly now, so my demographic has really shifted mm-hmm. the, the last couple of years. Maybe 60 percent of my clients are over 60 65.
0: So, you, you really have to. Okay. So, we're, we're now getting into the culture of positivity. We're talking about uh, bodybuilding. Uh, Hawaii's trainer, Eric Yamashita, is here. First of all, thank you very much for Appreciate taking time. It, thank I, and, and thank your clients for letting me take you away. But you want to know more? Check out our website, culturized.com. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. This is Culturized. To cultureize, if you're joining us, cultureize.com is the website. Uh, this is the extended version uh, of the Culturize podcast. We're sitting with uh, Hawaii's trainer, fitness trainer, bodybuilding pro, um, and I like to now call you the 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 culture of positivity. You're you bringing this back, and and it it's such a perfect time and, and I, I credit that of course to your parents now because your parents had foresight of of health wellness and all that and what's going on today and it's it's funny because people think oh it's a new concept right mm-hmm. it's a new concept right. and like and i I would love to see you in a conversation and look at people and go no, no. I used to eat brown bread <laughs> right we had a compost pile um and there, there was all this you know positivity right uh, people would dwell it but it was is it? Is it's always fair to say that it was people in the health and wellness and the fitness industry that were more positive. Now you're bringing this culture of positive p- positivity back, and you're doing it in this really cool way. Uh, the catchphrase: "Every day better."
1: So I mean, you know, because I've been doing training for thirty uh-huh. years, I just always try to be positive. And uh-huh. the truth is, it's not hard. Mm-hmm. I'm just that's my vibe. I'm motivational. I have fun. I like talking uh-huh. to people. I like helping people. i um, just making people's day better. And, you know, I have a son who's 17 now, uh-huh. and I have a wife, so I just always try to be positive. And it's not fake with Instagram, yeah. it's a whole new platform. And I just started saying, like, you know, you got to be better, uh-huh. every day better, every day better. And my client's like, you say that a lot. And my son goes, Dad, that's irritating. So that <laughs> my wife said, so people started saying that, and I realized I was just, I was just priming people in their uh-huh. heads to be positive, yeah? And it started, I started rolling around my head, uh-huh. and I have a journal on the side of my bed, uh-huh. which I write ideas, and lots of times I never do anything about it. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm getting older, I got to put these ideas into practice. And I wrote it down, I sketched it out, and I go, this is pretty good. And I made a block thing. I said, this is going to be good on a shirt. I like shirts that are really bold and simple mm-hmm. and not busy. And I said, I'm going to do this. And my wife said, like, okay, whatever. She didn't, whatever. I made a shirt, and then I ended up doing a Cheap Weets with Augie and Guy Hagi. Mm-hmm. And that's the first day I wore the shirt. That was April 1st, 2019. I, no and I wore the shirt, gave them a shirt. I made 50 and posted it on Instagram. And in an hour, I sold all the shirts. And I was already priming myself to think about how I'm going to start this brand. I'm going to do a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And that's where it started. So almost wow. two years ago. Yeah. Two, in two years. It, this thing has blown up. And, and I'm amazed
0: because this, the simplicity of it, mm-hmm. the, the shirt itself, and also the simplicity of just that, every day better. It's something you always say. And, and I like because it is genuine. If, if if you don't know Eric, um, you're always I, – I don't see – there's not one day in or out of the gym that I haven't seen you um, – any other way but positive even talking about when you were valeting mm-hmm. it's like you were always talking to people you're always uh being positive for them um clients love that mm-hmm. do, do you see that it, it it helps them when when you're mentally in their head do you see them progress faster physically
1: well i think in this day and age we all want perfection mm-hmm. and it's kind of stemmed from just being a little bit better every day so instead of perfection we just want to have some a small little bit of success i try to tell people let's let's Embrace small mm. moments of success instead of worrying about this biggest mm. picture. I want to lose 100 pounds. It's easy right. for me to focus on helping you lose five. So instead of thinking about three months later, a year later, I think about every day, small incremental steps to make your life a little bit better, a little bit of improvement all the time, and then you have these small little success, and then you get momentum going. Uh-huh. I say that it's a, it's a meaning, it's a movement, it's yes. a mantra, it's a motto, it's a mindset, it's a motivation, all these M's, uh-huh. but it's definitely turned into a movement. It, yeah. it's it's
0: a great cra- like you said a, po- a positive movement it's a it sets the culture positive it's a positive movement you see it not only in hawaii mm-hmm. you're you're now it's international yeah it's everywhere and you've got the just the t-shirt and you got a new i see you got an, i love this yeah. one that you have on just better it's
1: very just very simple just it's so it basically it's a conversation starter yeah like better what does that mean so it's a it's a, it's a spark to say oh we, let's you can talk about oh being better. Mm-hmm. What do you do better? What do you want to do? And like all of a sudden, people talking, and, and it's not about selling a shirt, but it ends up leading to people wanting to get something. And wherever I wear it, people ha- they have a hard time not saying everything better. <laughs> what does that mean? Or you know, so, so aud- they're audibilizing something uh-huh. positive, and just becomes this model where people. It was it was a physical thing in the beginning for training, and mm-hmm. now it's evolved to, you know, my my working on my marriage, working on my finances, uh-huh. working on my relationships, working on God, whatever it is. In every aspect of life, you can you can think about being every day better.
0: Isn't it funny how we we get so caught up in all these these trends and all these how to how to better myself and how to life coach and all this, and all it comes down to is these three words that Eric Yamashita would would always say to every client, to your son, to your wife, to your neighbors, to every hey every day better. Mm-hmm. And now everybody's just like oh. Huh. And I remember the first time um, I seen the shirt. And and that whole phrase, I was like, everyday better because I, I honestly I said I didn't know who, who created it, right? right? I'm like, everyday better. And I I would think about that and then I'd see another person have it. And then I'd see it in the gym. Mm. Right? I see it in the gym. I'm like, wow, that's pretty, that's pretty crazy. And then I finally got an everyday better shirt. And I remember putting it on. I've never put on a shirt like this ever. If 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 you've ever put on clothing, you know, you don't really think about it. You just put it on. Mm. I remember putting on this shirt going wow this is this is like some kuleana right now this is this is like i'm, I'm held accountable mm-hmm. because if i put this shirt on and i'm like shitty yeah, <laughs> then yeah. i gotta take it off i i, I can't i gotta do better right. everything i'm doing right um what does the shirt look like
1: um we got some shirts here for you there you go
0: look at that oh so, what
1: uh culture wow. yeah wow a... it, it says to Makani and lanai yeah, Who's that, that? That's the other guy. Sure. So I just looked. We have 5,700 <laughs> people wearing these now. Spend, I was just yeah, so yeah, so around the world, basically people are walking around with Everyday Better. So there's like, it's good marketing, but uh-huh. I don't think about it like that. Uh-huh. I mean, so it's great marketing exactly, for me, yeah. but it's just people are walking around with a positive thing. I've got a great story for you if you got a minute. Make- well, okay, yeah. yeah. Go for Somebody it. Somebody posted the other day, Everyday Better, a picture of a shirt hanging in a store. And I was like, so I him, where'd you get that? Okay, and he actually found it in Salvation Army, Kailua wow. thrift store. That's so actually a like, cool thing. Oh, that's you must be so upset because your shirt's in a thrift store. I said, no, if you think about it, it's perspective. This guy, somebody bought a shirt, uh-huh. donated to a thrift store. Uh-huh. This guy went and saw the shirt, took a picture of it. He goes, it motivated me for the day. He didn't even buy the shirt. What? So how many levels of motivation? So he's, he didn't buy it, the next person's gonna buy it. So I've, I've impacted all yeah. these people with one shirt. Wow. So think about how big that is, and then with social media, it's amazing. And, and that's
0: why I love it. That's why I call it the culture of positivity because, as you know, the definition of culture is a group of ten or more people uh, believing in the same thing, practicing the same thing, and and all you did was like your parents, just take what we we knew and what was right, and just reminded people. Yeah. And sometimes we and you know Hawaii such a t-shirt culture and yeah. just that re- re- that reminder. Um, look at that.
1: Every day better. See, these are good too, because when you want to stick the finger at somebody, in traffic, You got, <laughs> you got that you wristband on, like, whoa, yeah, yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. People that's tell like, me, like, I look down, and I'm gonna go whack my kid. I go, oh, I get the wristband <laughs> on, or it's time to shut Every up, or yeah, day yeah, yeah, better. You know, whatever. Yeah. So yeah, braces. I love it. Perfect. These for the are team. really. It's such a small thing, but it's amazing how much impact it has on people. Yeah. It's yeah. So, so that, yeah.
0: like I said, when, I, when I, was, I was putting on my T-shirt, and it, it was, it was, I almost had this guilt that. I'm putting on Eric Yamashita's Everyday Better T-shirt, and I have no excuse. Mm-hmm. Because even even when I took it off, it's like okay, I put it on. Yeah. That I, it's like I'm putting on this 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 T-shirt of positivity. Even when I take it off, I still got to be. Yeah. And and I would I would feel. Deathly guilty if every day of my life something wasn't better. And like you said, I like the fact that you said that that you don't have to look at the big picture. You can you can just do little things better, right? Yeah. Don't don't worry about the hundred pound
1: losing that. Just try twenty right now. It's That's easy it. to get it's easy to get overwhelmed, especially in this day and age and what's going on. It's just easy to get overwhelmed. So if you think about small criminal mm. steps, it's a little bit easier to stay positive, be clear.
0: Has it has it got? Do you see a difficulty with with social media
1: and and people's goals? Um. The last year has been, of course, difficult, right? But it's actually been a lifesaver for me because this has helped me, if I was frustrated or, or sad or whatever, just because of work or whatever, connect with people, and mm-hmm. people in turn connect with me. So I've been able to reach so much more people and with Instagram, you can be really positive or really negative, and it's mm-hmm. been a positive thing. So I've been able to interact with tons and tons of people who send me a DM like, dude, I didn't buy a shirt, but you got me motivated or whatever. So. They're getting affected, but yeah. I'm getting affected, so we're nice. both benefiting. You nice. know what I mean? So
0: it's. But you also have you 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 have clients that come to you, and and sometimes they have these bizarre goals because it's like, oh, I seen this guy, yeah. on Instagram, he lost like 200 pounds and da da. Uh, um, how do, how do you do, I mean, is, is it changed like that, people that were looking at Instagram? Well,
1: it's hard because you have unrealistic, yeah, you have a picture like, oh, that guy's a six foot five black guy, and you're a five foot three right. Chinese guy, so, <laughs> yeah, but, and, but, so I just try to meet them in the middle. so I just try to say, okay, it's not that you can't read the goal, but let's think about mm. small, attainable goals, yeah. I like it, yeah. I like it, look at this. Yeah, so real simple in the front, better, and then that's the, the logo that we always, had. you know, that's the original logo, so that's very bold, and. What, when, did, when did you think of just putting better? Um, this is the newest I like really 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 simple stuff so a couple months back and I was going back and forth with the font and what I want to do and when I when I dropped it I didn't get much traction at all and then a, I wore it then I did a video explaining what it meant he was like oh I get it now and then so now it's it's selling really really fast I, l- I yeah. love the
0: story yeah. always love stories behind these yeah. it was funny because I, I was I was looking I was looking through my closet going where's my Big E shirt yeah. I mean even that yeah. back then and that was a fundraiser or or because you were competing? Yeah,
1: to, f- to compete on the mainland, there was a fundraiser. And
0: I remember, like, for, for the life of me, it was I was it was the gym, and then I was like, I would look at people going, "What? Well, who? Like, who you got? Why well, I got another guy to get this shirt?" Yeah. And it, to me, it was like this this uh, there was this ohana, there was this group of your friends that were, and I'm like, "How come I
1: cannot get well, a shirt like that?" It was a like community. That? That's what yeah. yeah. we lost. So I'm trying to like, yeah, exactly that. Yeah. No.
0: I, I don't. I, forget who I got the shirt from but I was I was excited <laughs> I was like because now I went to the gym I was like oh yeah yeah get the official yeah. shirt yeah. <laughs> I got the official shirt so we got one uh well we'll we'll get lanai's <laughs> hey, I'll yeah, just yeah. I'll just say it didn't it didn't come up but brother mahalo 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 for joining us um unculturized and and just sharing uh, a little bit of insight on you uh, this culture of positivity that you're now getting into and I love the fact that you're continually moving forward and not only that because it's really where the theme of, of this season has been kind of a give back and that's exactly what you started to do PE teacher, well, actually, back to your parents, have established this this concept of health and wellness and eating right and living right and living positive. And then you had this PE coach, and then you get into bodybuilding. Then you become a pro, and now you're you're giving back and helping all these people just be positive. So mahalo you for that. Uh, Every Day Better, uh, you guys are our social media, yep. um, all the users, IG. Yeah. Facebook. It's like, you know we're getting old because we're like, yeah. oh yeah, that that stuff. The, yeah. Yeah. Go on Social Book. Go yeah. on Social Book. <laughs> uh, so thank you. Thank you, brother, very much for being here. If you're joining us, don't forget to subscribe uh, to the YouTube channel. Uh, comment down below if you want to get yourself an Everyday Better uh, Hawaii t-shirt. Uh, go find him on uh, social media or uh, find him at, uh, you're, you're at Flex Fitness sometimes, right? Yep. That's your, yeah. th- th- not doing his usual workout. Is that the worst time when people talk to you while it's your personal workout? It's okay.
1: I just, because I, I, I have, Waits at my studio So I leave my studio So I can get my own workout in Flex, Flex Fitness is great Yeah It's, it's a great I vibe. love
0: that yeah. We're going to have to get them on But again Thank you very much for joining us This is Culturized. Culturize